Guys, what is happening? Welcome back to the show, Creating Space, episode number 46. We are cruising towards 50 right now. It's an exciting time. Our download numbers are really starting to thrive. Each week, we're increasing and we're increasing in a great substantial capacity. I'm so excited for those faithful members who have been a part of the show and for you new members who are coming in and listening to us on a week-to-week basis. I see you out there. I love each and every one of you. Welcome back or welcome to the show. Today, you're listening to a great podcast, a podcast of a great friend of mine, Mr. Matt Roy, a photographer who in the Miami area really has his finger on the health and wellness niche. He is regularly featured on Lululemon, uh, on their Instagram page, even in any of their website or digital magazines. You can see Matt Roy's stuff all over the space when it comes to photography in the Miami area. He is a hard worker. He has committed himself to his craft, and he's now reaping the benefits of his labor, and as he should. The cool thing about this episode is in connecting with Matt Roy down in Miami back uh, a few months ago when my father and I were traveling down, we could not find appropriate studio space. So Matt and I teamed up together in the back of a Hana yoga studio in Miami and from the seat on top of a few yoga blocks, Matt and I recorded this excellent, excellent podcast. So please excuse any of the audio quality. Remember, just sit tight. Let's uh, let's get to know Mr. Matt Roy himself. Matt Roy, what's happening, my man? Welcome to Creating Space. Wow, dude, thanks for hitting me up, first of all, and I really appreciate taking the time and uh, just want to hang chill and get to know a little bit about me. This is serendipitous of our uh, friendship. You know, we are in this yoga studio and we're just rolling with the free flow of life to capture your story, which I have a feeling is kind of synonymous uh, to how things have evolved for you. But before we get started, man, what are you juiced about? What are you grateful for right now, Matt? Oh man, what I'm juiced and grateful for right now is, uh, my daughter. She's just the love of my life. She's a rad little girl. Um, how old is she? She's uh six and a half going on 16. A little gremlin now. She's such a gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Uh, but she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. And, uh, I I love to photograph her, capture her, spend time with her. Um, the other thing is just uh, creating cool imagery. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's like, I don't know if we're getting too into this or too early, but I think one of the things that I get super stoked about creating an image that could, uh, basically last another 20, 30, 40 years, whether it be my action sports, my fitness stuff, but my friends or whoever I photograph can take that out 30, 40 years from now and be like, damn dude, your dad was a badass back yeah, in the day. Like yeah. I was ripped or I was jacked or I just, you know, like I shot a lot of skateboarding. Like I jumped down these 10 stairs, I flipped my board, caught it and landed and rode away. Like that's something like I, that's, I just think that's super cool that we can, you know, I can share that with people. Um, mainly because I don't have any of that. Like I, I have no images from playing football, from skiing, from skateboarding and all those things growing up as a kid. Uh, I wish I did. I don't. So I'm like, it's one of my things to give back is like, I love the fact that these people can look back in 20, 30 plus 40, whatever it is and be like, yo, I was a badass. Like, right. look at this shit. 
writing, you are good. If you go to Matt's Instagram page right away, Matt underscore Roy on Instagram, you can see the artistry. You can see the voice that he has and how he captures the essence of the moment. And it's important to to connect with these artists to see how they've developed their voice, see how they develop their eye. Um, so Matt, let's get in straight into that. Let's do it. Um, let's dive right in, man. Tell me when you realized that photography was kind of your, uh, you know, avenue where you wanted to, to, to begin. Um, I, I started, I shot some black and white film when I was a teenager in in high school and I had, I was fortunate. I had a couple of friends that were some super talented snow skiers. One ended up going on to uh, be one of the world champion uh, water skiers that set the world record. Uh, so I had a few shots of those guys and uh, on a couple of trips that we went on just random ski trips and building jumps in the backyard. Right. So I was like, Oh, that was pretty cool. And then I picked up a camera 10, 11 years ago, somewhere in that range. And it just, something that kind of clicked um i just i'd grab the camera i'd go out first thing in the morning walk around south beach and just shoot whatever i could and then i had an unfortunate accident about eight and a half years ago where i broke my ankle had to have surgery and i, I wanted to hang out with my friends and i had the camera i couldn't skate i couldn't wakeboard couldn't surf do anything fun so what i did is i started photographing all my friends having fun so it was a way for me to still stay involved hang out right. but that's when the bug hit hard hard so so it started with skateboarding it was um yeah skateboarding wakeboarding surfing like any any of the action sports stuff that i could shoot with my friends um yeah i had a weird like i think at 30 i uh, i picked up a skateboard again after like a 15 year hiatus and it was out of just kind of i didn't feel like walking to work so i'd park and then five blocks away i'm like "Ah, just get a skateboard right next thing you know i'm in the parking lot kind of like messing around and then all of a sudden i just remember like i went to the skate park like randomly one day there was one out in Doral and I had, I mean, I was by far the oldest dude in there. Like my wife just thought it was sure. odd. Like you're going skateboarding, hanging out with like a bunch of kids. And I'm like, but it's awesome. Like it was a good outlet for stress, sweating, you know, I, I enjoy like either playing basketball, skateboarding, like getting knocked down and getting right. back up. Right. Like there's something about that. Sure. Like I don't mind hitting the ground and like, okay, I'm alive. Like I'm, I'm doing something. I love it. I'm um, the exact opposite. I watched, <laughs> I watched Steve Nash incessantly since I was young. I love the way he played the game. And then when playing with the Vancouver Whitecaps, he was a minority owner and he would come out and hang every now and again. And that guy would be, you'd catch him skateboarding down the streets of Vancouver. And I just thought this guy was the coolest dude ever. <laughs> so obviously I went and got a, a, a long board. Yeah and tried my hand at longboarding until I took my first big spill. And I think I uh, gave that, that was it. longboard right away. <laughs> um, so as we, as we are moving and flowing with this, uh, I, want, I want you to kind of talk and walk the Creating Space tribe through that moment of you kind of realizing, what, where were you? What were you doing at this point when you were found the itch for photography? What, um, was, your, what was your job at that point? I was um, doing, I was in the, I was a personal trainer, health and wellness. I'm still in the gym business. I've been in the industry for 17 years now. Wow. I've done everything. I'd started in sales and management, and then I worked my way into training. Um, I've got every certification that I possibly could get my hands on. Sure. Um, But it was, yeah, it was right after I broke my leg, uh, started shooting a little bit more um, just out of necessity because I wanted to go and hang out. Um, but it, I think it was, I know exactly when it was, I, I shot a photo of a friend skateboarding, um, and it got picked up and ran in a magazine Right. and seeing that in print with your name and it's like, Oh, 
damn, like right. that's pretty cool. And that yeah. was a solid seven, six and a half, seven years ago. Right. Um, and I still like, I just haven't, I haven't shot as much skateboarding, but to this day, like these guys, they'll call me up and be like, Hey, I've got an idea for a photo. Like we still like, we'll go out on a mission, shoot a photo and in hopes that, you know, actually yesterday, I just, a uh, photo that we shot a year and a half ago is getting, it's going to go into with a interview, um, into a Japanese magazine. And then I found out like who else, like Mark Gonzalez, some heavy hitters in the skate and art world will sure. also be featured in the magazine. So it's the same crew of guys from eight, seven years ago that still, you know, getting that, that print, that first opening the magazine, flipping through it. And it's cool. Cause it's happened a bunch of times since then. I've had some big double page ads in let's say like right. Thrasher magazine. Right. And it's just like, th- that doesn't get old seeing your stuff in print. And I'm actually working right now on putting like a 2016, like magazine portfolio together to just feature some of the stuff that I've shot over the last year for so promotional in this 2016 realm. Who are some of the premier athletes or skateboarders that you've had a great time spinning uh, shooting this year? I got, I got really fortunate with Lou lemon. They were, um, they were running a campaign based off of their athletes and their, their, their global elite ambassadors that were heading to the Olympics. I wow. think they chose 11, 11 or 12 elite amb- uh, ambassadors that they were going to do features on. And I was lucky enough to get to uh, have the opportunity to photograph two of them. So wow. uh, Veronica Philibert, who's a golfer based out of Miami, uh, she's pro golfer. And then I got to work with, I flew out to Colorado Springs to go work with Morgan King, who actually just Whoa. set the world, uh, the U.S. record for, I think it was the clean and jerk. Uh, I think she placed fourth or fourth or fifth in the Olympics, but still like set an American record, just super amazing people to get sure. to work with on just those athletes on another, on, on that level. Wow. Like the, the time, the dedication and what they put in is, uh, you know, I haven't experienced anything like that before. The mindset for that is a different level. Isn't oh, it? it's a, it's a whole, whole different level. They're on a different, and I think there's a lot of people that have amazing physical attributes. And then when it, you know, like golfing first, I mean, that seems to be probably one of the biggest mental sports of course that you could possibly imagine. So like to, to get to hang out with these athletes and see what makes them tick or hear what makes them tick is, is pretty impressive. Well, what makes, uh, what makes you tick when you're in the zone capturing these athletes in their zone, how do you get into flow where your, your eye can really come through and you can capture the essence or the spirit of each individual athlete? That, that's probably the hardest part is to capture their, you meet somebody and try to capture that. And within sure. 10 minutes of their spirit, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, I think one of my strong suits, um, has been because I've been in the gym, but been personal training one-on-one. I, I literally, you can't hide. You, you're with right. another client for an, you know, an hour or whatever it is. So there has to be good lines of communication. So for me, communication is huge. Um, now with social media, being able to do a little research uh, ahead of time, see sure. what looks good, see sure. what doesn't, see what they're into. Um, my biggest thing is kind of coming away with capturing not necessarily what they do, but more along the lines of like, who are they? So a lot of, like, it's one of those things I've learned a lot with, um, especially working for Lou Lemon has been, it's those in-between moments. It's not the stage. Okay, we're going to shoot the snatch now or the clean and jerk. Like it's so many of those in between moments where they're kind of like you could see. It's like you know we fo- we photographed Morgan doing her actual workout. Right, it was like an hour and a half straight up weights, and that was just one of the things she was doing that day. Um, so to see the in between, the struggle, the mental 
toughness. Uh, her coach is also her boyfriend. So like to see the dynamics and well, photograph the dynamics between the two of them. Uh, it was cool. Actually, he proposed um, d- down in Rio. So they're actually now engaged. It's a super nice couple. That's awesome. Um, just, re- just good people. Sure. And so I guess kind of, you know, A, doing a little bit of research beforehand and B, just kind of opening up lines of communication, not being afraid to talk to somebody and just walk in and stick a camera in their face. That's to me is the worst thing you could possibly do. I know some people, you might only have five to 10 minutes with somebody, but it's, there's always some kind of banter, you know, communication going back and forth before I just stick a camera in your face and be like, all right, here we go. So like, with Morgan and uh, Veronica, we all went out to dinner the night before. There was no camera equipment. There was no audio. It was just sure. we hung out and kind of got to know each other before I just showed up. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, you get behind the walls and you you earn the trust. Yeah, right. trust is huge. It's huge. It's so huge in every aspect of it. Um, and, and staying on that topic, um, how did you know, and this, this is kind of jumping all over the place, but it's so rich with what I like your the story is all about. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you know what to trust when you're watching through the lens and, and what you're taking, trusting that the picture that you snap is actually going to turn out to tell the story that you're looking to pull together? I'd say I got to trust my gut. I've, okay. I've been doing it long enough now where it's like the camera settings, all the, all the technical stuff is taken care of. I know how to do that. Sure. And then it's just a matter of figuring out like, well, what are they doing? What am I photographing? Like, what's my, what is, what's my goal? Like, how do I want to make her look like, you know, I'm, right. I don't want to shoot unflattering photos. So it's either peak action kind of stuff or the in between the wiping the sweat off. Um, it just kind of go with a feeling it's hard. Uh, it's one of those things like, you know, it's like someone says, Oh, you've got a good eye. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna say you have it or you don't, um, because I'm definitely a thousand times better than when I first started. Um, but that's cause I go back, I look, what, how did I screw up? Like I didn't have mentors. I didn't have somebody say like, Oh, you should do this this way. So a lot of it's been just trial and error right. through screwing up, going and hopefully doing it a little bit better the next time. Um, so for me, it's, it's gut. And you know, the, the a lot of times like the light will dictate like where and how I want to shoot it. Uh, um, so that's so for me, like I love to play off like shadows, light, like different, like you know, if it's a plain wall with a cool shadow, like, oh, let's play off the shadow. Just give it something interesting versus just someone standing out front there. So I'm big. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that seems like you're 100% self-taught. Oh, 100%. You know, I've, and now I've got a group of buddies that we, uh, it's like, we have a group chat. And it's, it's, that's what it's there for. It's, hey, guys, can you critique this? I need, I need a hand. Is anybody available to give me a help? It's, I'm not, I hate to call them assistants, but it's like buddies that come along and help. And sure. when we can, you know, if it's like the budget allows it, I pay my friends to come and, and assist um, along those lines. But having that like support system is super helpful now. I wish I would have had these guys eight years ago. Um, but yeah, trial and error, self-taught YouTube is fantastic. Books are great. Studying other photographers that shoot nothing. What I would shoot, like, no, I'm not going to go study guys in the, you know, they're already shooting fitness in action. I might try to go somewhere else. And well, that's to get off topic here. That's how I kind of started making a name for myself in the fitness industry as I was taking my creative lighting and like the dramatic stuff I would shoot with skateboarding and bringing lights and flashes and then apply that to action. Like I'd shoot low, super wide, make everyone look just big and dramatic and yeah, just yeah. huge and just kind of pop off. So I, that's kind of where I started. And, and people like that because a lot of other people weren't doing that in, say, the, the fitness industry. Um, so I've, I've evolved from there. But it's, you know, it's kind of led me to where I'm at now. 
So where are you headed? What's the direction for the narrative for 2017? The narrative just you grow. Keep busting my ass. Work harder. There's no replacement. There for is hard no work. like. There's a you know it's like I have a couple goals that I really have been working for, and so we talked about earlier like patience. Like, you know, working for a major company, just things just don't get handed to you overnight. So building a relationship, building trust, keep just putting out, like, let the work speak for itself. I mean, there's exactly. nothing better than that. Like now with our social media platforms, everyone can see my stuff on Instagram or my website and just getting it out there and just hustling. I mean, there's, there's really no, topic. there's no replacement for it. it Let's stick kids in that don't topic. understand. Uh, like, yeah, that's I bust such a my good ass. Place we're, we're going to stick there, and I want to. I want to hear some of the the pieces to your puzzle. And if you'd have told me six, seven months ago when I started this podcast that in order for me to get one of the best freelance photographers in Miami, that I would have to bring my podcast mics into a yoga studio put set up this artificial studio for us to do it and that'd be the only way in his short time stint in the day that he could fit it in that i'd be able to get it i would have laughed at you (laughs) but there comes this time where you find what you're really passionate about and you're willing you're you're willing to do whatever it takes um give us some of the the moments where you've had similar situations where you've just had to do audacious things or or situations that presented themselves to help you, you know, get to the next level that never looked quite illustrious like you imagined it. Well, well, perfect example is the hike. Like literally got a call like a couple of days beforehand. Like, hey, wh- are you busy this weekend? And I was <laughs> no like, way. well, like, what, what do you guys have going on? Like, oh, we're going to do the hike and we'd, we'd love to have you come along and photograph it. And I was like, well, hey, thanks for the heads up. And B, like, I'm there. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. let's rearrange my schedule and like talk to my, my wife is super supportive. So it's like, as long as we can get the, the little one taken care of, like go for it. Right. You know, it was a different ball game because before it'd be like, I'd be out in the streets or shooting or doing whatever for no money. So that was kind of tough. Like, Oh babe, you got the kid for yourself today. Like all day, I'm going to go work my day job and I'm going to go play around with my camera and hopefully it leads somewhere. And luckily it, it's paid off sure. all the time spent doing that, waking up early or staying up late or, you know, it's, it's the stuff that people don't see that when I sit at my computer for hours at the end of the day, and don't forget, I'm still I'm still doing a little bit of personal training. So I'm training right. two to four hours a day. I might throw in today. I'm going to have two photo shoots, one podcast, and I'm working on a book this morning, and wow. get the house ready. So when they when they come home, when the wife and the and the little one comes home, like it's not a mess, and, I, and it's only been 24 hours. But um, you know, so literally things like that, like or back in the day, like skateboarding, like literally someone would be like, hey, I've got this trick and I want to do, and this you know, oh, this guy's in town. And it's specifically this uh, Manny Santiago, who's a pro skateboarder. He's done some pretty amazing stuff, and he's in some big contests. And he's just a good kid, gives back a lot. He's down in Puerto Rico right now. Um, I got a call. It's like Sunday morning at like 9 a.m. Like, hey, Manny landed this trick the other day, and we think we want to run an ad if you can come out and shoot it. And I was like, boom, dropped everything. And I was right. there at 10, 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Turns out, oh, yeah, we did. We got a double-page spread in Thrasher Magazine, and I made a few bucks. And it was probably like my biggest photo printed in a magazine to date and that was probably five five years ago somewhere in that range so yeah when those opportunities present you know you could either sit back and go oh i can't or that's that's too tight for me right now like i don't have enough time or sure. make an excuse like if you want it so that's what you do tell me what it is 
that is the difference for the Matt who's willing to go that extra mile to, to build and see your vision come to fruition in a certain space. And then the Matt maybe who just realizes that you don't, you don't want it. What is your energy supply for your hustle? My energy supply? Uh, Cuban coffee. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I don't do, I have an energy supply. You know what? Not failing is a huge energy supply. Like wow. letting people down, letting a, my family, you know, I still need to pay bills. You sure. know, it's still, it's a, at the end of the day, I need to survive and eat and have a roof over my head. And I have, you know, the little one now makes it a whole different ball game. Right. And that's just a whole nother expense. And it's, oh my God. Um, and living in Miami, my, or specifically I live in Miami beach. So it's, it's not the cheapest place to live, but you know, You're I can, I can, I can work outside 365 days of the year. I mean, you can do that anywhere. I work outside, but sure. right now my, my car was 85 degrees today. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm complaining. Oh, I'm sweating. It's hot. Like really? That's, that's your biggest complaint. We're doing okay. Uh, just get, getting down from Charlotte where it was low 40s. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New Hampshire, so I don't mind the oh, cold. I forgot and, about that. You, you know, I was a, I was a downhill skier. I competed in uh, slalom, giant slalom. I coached for six years and I moved to Miami on a whim thinking like, oh, cool. I'll be here for a year. And then we're going to head west to Colorado, California, somewhere with some snow. Right. Met a girl. It's uh, his and the rest is history. Seven, 17 i've been here for seven almost 17 and a half years so what's the quote women are a hell of a drug <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean it's, it's an uh, addictive drug it is that's for sure especially when you meet someone that um you, you enjoy so much spending time with and you can see a future building um that what, what was it about the relationship uh and that sense of where you were where you were you've always been a guy that could do a lot of things what was it about miami and the relationship that get you here uh miami was god the weather, the just the beach, being able to go to the beach. Like I lived in South Beach, four blocks from the ocean when I moved here. I had no job. I had no nothing lined up. I just knew I had enough to last me like six weeks of money. I graduated. I had my degree. That was the first thing. I had my degree and packed up nine days later. and was like, peace, New Hampshire. Um, it was, out. you know, all my friends were either moving to Boston or Providence, like major cities on the Northeast. And my my alternative was I wanted to go to Mount Hood to coach uh, downhill skiing. And I was like, I had this opportunity to present itself to move to Miami with a, a buddy that I played football with in high school and knew through college. And then um, I had come down on spring break and I was like, Miami's pretty cool. My stepbrother was here. Uh, I had, you know, like I knew like one other person and that was it. And so I figured that ah, what the heck, we'll try it out for a year. What's the worst that can happen? I'll work retail. I'll bartend. I didn't care what it was. I'll just I'll work. That's just what you did. And um, I actually went into Crunch and was uh, I was looking for a gym membership because I had to work out somewhere. And then next thing I was like, hey, you guys hiring for anything? They're like, actually, we're looking for a salesperson. And I was like, really? So this is like I moved on a Tuesday. This was like a Thursday, Friday. I met with the sales manager saturday the gm on sunday and i was doing membership sales at in crunch less than a week you less were, you than like six days seven days something something crazy like that and so because of them I, it's working in the gym it wasn't like a cubicle i get to meet the who's who and everybody in south beach literally like the first month i'm here and so i met a really solid group of guys that i'm still friends with my buddy just had a little baby two weeks ago um they're on the west coast now in cali but we still all we still keep in touch and, um, but it was Labor Day of 99. And it's fun. And it's a lot of funny stories, a lot of coincidences. Um, we were going into a nightclub and I brought like three of my buddies from the Boston area down 
and the girl I knew the, the hostess at the door in the VIP room and she's like, Really, you, you brought four guys on a holiday weekend and no girls. And I was like, Yeah. She's like, I can't I can't give you a table like that. I'm like, oh, come on. And it's like they're in from out of town. She's like, fine, fine. This, this is nineteen ninety nine. This is when like, it was Ocean like, Drive is on fire. Yeah, this place this was the this club was on this was like the hottest club and and the, actually the guy owns a gym now that I go to. Uh, it's got Chris Pacello and that's a whole other story of uh FBI fraud. Uh, I think he went in witness protection. There's actually a movie about the guy. Um, but this was barroom nightclub on a holiday weekend. Show up with four dudes, and the girl, actually, my friend Maylene, who I've actually assisted on a couple of photography jobs for for like weddings. I'm still friends with her, and um, and so we got sat at a table next to like a group of like ten girls, and I was like, oh, this works. And it just so randomly happens that the guy sitting with them knows me from the gym. And introduced us to all these girls. And we're like, my buddies were like, this is awesome. Yeah. And one of the girls just happened to be my future wife. Um, so we all, we well played, all came. Matt Roy. Well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. I talked to her, her roommate the entire time. And my old roommate talked to her, my wife the whole yeah. night. Yeah. And we, I think we all exchanged numbers. And we just became like a big fun party group. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, we just, you know, we've got friends in town. Can you get, can you help us get them into a nightclub? And so we just all started hanging out for months and we just party and, you know, like 24 years old, just having a good time in South Beach. And then it just kind of, you know, I called be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're going to go do this. And next thing you know, it's like a full 30 minute conversation with her. And it's an hour conversation. Then it's an hour and a half conversation and just turned into phone calls. And then we'd hang out and, and it just kind of evolved like completely organic, you know, just became friends for months and then started dating. And just from there, it's just, it's history. Has she always been supportive of multiple ventures, all the things that you had your hands in? Yeah, she's definitely supportive. Um, I might take it a little overboard sometimes. I get a little gung-ho with like either you working You got the grind too, juice in you. And, and that's what I wonder. Sometimes that can build or break. That's been one of the struggles is finding the balance ah. between working basically two careers, a wife, uh, my daughter and having a little bit of downtime that's not work related. For, and that's what for the skate, Matt, that's for yeah, for me. That's what the skateboarding used to come into play. And I haven't it's one of my it's on one of the things that I want to do for 2017 is just like I don't know what the number would be, but at least like hop on the skateboard. I don't care if it's just pushing around South Beach or hitting up like the local park, like once a week. Once right. every two weeks. Just sure. you know, like I was thinking like, okay, four times a month. It's such a great stress reliever for me because it's an activity and that you you can't think about anything else sure like for me people are like oh like running is such a great therapy i'm like nah man like i can i can run and think to myself in my own head yeah and not screw that up right so for me like skateboarding skiing if you're not paying attention where you're going skiing you're going to hit somebody hit a tree you're going to get in a, you're going to crash sure like you're in the zone you're in the moment skateboarding same thing um, so I like those sports where I can tune, shut my brain off, even if it's for 30 minutes or an hour, it's so critical for me. And I haven't in the last six months done that enough. So I know right. like going into the new year, I mean, I'm trying to start it now cause I'm recognizing it and, you know, being when I'm with my family, the phone needs to go away. Sure. It, you know, like a text message. I always, Oh, what if it's one of my clients trying to get in touch with me? Like they can wait. They can wait an hour. So like for me, like I was watching a podcast today and it was talking about like, oh, but my, my cell phone's my alarm clock. And the guy's like, buy a fucking alarm clock. <laughs> Leave your phone in the living room. Right. And I was like, you know what? Because I have my phone to just go to silent at 10 p.m. from 10 to 6. And my biggest concern is like, well, what if one of my clients texts me in the middle of the night and I don't have sure. to go into work at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m.? 
I want to know that. But it's like, you know what? So what if you wake up at six and you don't have to go to work? Right. It's not the end of the, you know what? Go for a run. Do go stretch on the Live balcony. Live a little bit. You know? Live a little bit. So those are a couple little things that I'm going to try to work on. I don't even know how we got to that point right there. That's how I just, <laughs> we're flowing. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, but as far as like for me personally, what I need to do is the phone needs to go down when I'm with my daughter and needs to be present with her and not worrying about, oh, someone just commented on one of my Instagram photos sure. or someone sent me an email like, oh, I have to respond. I do get those like, oh, thanks for the quick response. And I was like, I could have waited an hour or two hours or tomorrow morning. Like the world's not going to end. And that got me that, that got me in trouble training years ago where I was trying to build my training business where it was like I couldn't say no to anybody. So right. I'd go to the gym at 6 a.m. I'd get home at 9 o'clock at night. And just work. And, and it hit me hard when I had a friend who was like, oh, dude, we don't even want to come down and visit you anymore because you don't even take time off to hang out with us. And I was like, oh, that Something's hurts. Something's got to change. That, that hurts. Yeah. So it, there's, there's that fine line. But, you know, it's like, once again, I'm like trying to break into the industry. Sure. And you don't want to say no. Um, the, the one thing I'll touch on, which has been super important to me is, and I really try to stick to my guns on this, is that my for a longest time my income was still derived coming from personal training so i didn't have to take every photo job that came like oh hey can you shoot my kids bar mitzvah no oh like i just had a baby no right you want to shoot my grandmother's but no so like i know what i do what i wanted and my wife used to get mad like you're turning down that money i'm like no but for me it was like I'm, i'm sticking to my guns i'm carving up my niche and i wanted to stay in the fitness action sports wellness lifestyle branding like I, I, what people are like, what do you shoot? I'm like, anything that moves and sweats, I'm down to photograph. That's awesome. Now, if it's your sweaty grandmother at a wedding or the bar mitzvah, like I'm not down to shoot that. <laughs> unless you're gonna, Now what? You don't even, people are like, oh, I'll pay you. I'm like, I don't even, it's not about the money. And I realize, like, if I don't enjoy photographing it, I don't want to do it. Like people are like, oh, I did some architecture stuff. And I'm like, this sucks. Right. Like, hey, I'm not that good at it. I don't spend enough time. Like if you're going to do hire somebody that does this all the time. This is like, I've got, that's why I've got my network of friends. Like I'll refer them out to an architect guy or somebody that wants to, that likes to just shoot events. Um, I just had a friend have a baby and she wanted someone to do photographs of the baby. And I was like, I'll refer you. I'm sure. like, I just, if you're going to do it, just get someone to do it right. Like I'll do it and I'm sure it'll be good, but I won't enjoy it that right. much. So I'm really, really adamant about trying to stick to my guns as far as like, only photographing what I want to photograph or like, do I align with that company? Like I've turned companies away that I just, I'm not feeling their brand. I don't know. It's like, you know, they're trying to either like, I remember it was like one specific, like a, somebody trying to play off like the skateboard industry. And right. It was just super kooky and just, just a lame idea. And I was like, nah, like I, I can't back that. Like sure. that, you know, like my friends will look at me like, what are you doing? And it's just like, so in those lines, it's, you know, either what supplement company, whatever it is, like if I don't believe in it and we don't align, I'm, I'm not going to give you the best work you could possibly get because my heart's not going to be into it. So then I'll just. So what's your advice to the, the creating space tribe? Anyone who's listening to this right now, they're working a job that they don't like, their heart's not in it. They're seeing other people in their, in their Instagram profiles who are living a life of, of passion. And yeah, don't believe everything you see on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you can't believe that. <laughs> but you can feel when someone is oh, yeah, walking sure. in their path, right? What's your advice to someone who might be listening to you right now, Matt, thinking, I, I know that I've got to make a change, but I don't know what that change looks like or how to do it. What, what's your advice? it's like going back to that gut, that gut instinct. I did like to go back 17 years. I, I left 
Um, I was working at, at uh, I'd gone to a smaller boutique gym. I was at David Barton gym and it was in the Delano, which was like the hottest hotel at the time. I got to, I got to train pink and puff daddy. I got to train a bunch of like super cool people. Wow. Uh, well maybe not all that cool. There, there were celebrities. Some of them okay. weren't so cool. Some of them, Kenny G, probably one of my favorite dudes oh, that I ever hung out with. He actually like invited us out. He's like, oh, I got a table at this nightclub. You guys should come and hang out with us. But it was in those days of like, oh, I got to get up at five. Like, right. well, it's an opportunity to hang out with Kenny. You, you know, turned it's like, down the night with Kenny G, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny G. I wonder if he walked around with his saxophone. <laughs> he definitely did not. Yeah. But Chicks dug him. Like, I, Chicks I dig that imagine. dude. He, he's um, just he had the long, lad, the long flowing locks at the time. Um, so back to that, I actually, I was like, Oh, I got to get a real job now. And my stepbrother was working for a communications company. So I was like, all right, it's the next step. I'm going to go suit and tie and I'm going to six figures to start, which sounds awesome. I went there and I'm like, okay, cool. I went through all the training and then I sold some stuff. And then I was seeing like, Oh wait, they're not really delivering on what they're selling. I'm like, that's kind of lame. Like, I don't know if not so happy with that. And then just the fact that it was like cold calling, driving 45 minutes a day. I'm like, nah, man, this isn't for me. And the money was great. And that's when I probably realized luckily at a young age, I was like 25, 26. I was like, oh, maybe it's not all about the money. Like, I'm not happy. This sucks. Right. And my girlfriend, wife, you know, now wife was super cool. She's like, I'll support whatever you decision you make. You know, I was like, and I had saved up some of that money. So I'm like, I'll take a month or so off to figure out what it is I want to do. And that's when I went back into the gym and at the time, my former, my training, my training manager, they used to do in-house like personal training certification. So it's like, okay, you spend a month, you're good to go on the floor, blah, blah, blah. So I went back and approached, I think I want to do this. I've been into fitness. I, I coach skiing. So I kind of felt like I had a knack for it. And, um, so I just, I went into it and just full bore, like went after it and I did very well. I was successful. And so I just knew that the money wasn't everything. So that wasn't making me happy. So I needed, I knew I needed to make a change. Now it was a lot easier at 25 years old, of course, without kids and whatnot. So I'm, I'm kind of in that dilemma right now where I'm still holding on to a little bit of training, but on the other side, I still love it. Like I like helping sure, people. Sure. Like that's, that was one of the things when we were at the hike and it was like a lot of people like, oh, I'm in this job that I don't really like, or it's kind of, I have a different passion. So I'm torn because I have two jobs, two careers that I love to do. So at this point, I'm like, why do I have to give one up if it's still working? Like I'm down to uh, five to seven clients, somewhere in that range. And they all, they know the deal. Like they've been with me they've, for a long time. And so it's like, if I book a full day shoot on Tuesday, I'm like, Hey, can we move Tuesday to Wednesday? Right. And we just we pick a different time. So it's so far it's work and it's tougher. Like I've gone on a couple of week long jobs where, you know, now we're in a, we're have another enough trainers in our place. That's like, you can go train with 10 other people and they'll get taken care of fantastically. So I'm not worried about that now. So for me, it's that evolution. Like, when do I give it up? But I tell you what, today was one of those days that made me think about it because I woke up, I went to the computer. It doesn't sound all that exciting. Coffee, computer. <laughs> I started working on the computer, working on a book, spent two hours doing that. And I was like, okay, cool. I need to get up and move. I went for a run on the beach. I came back. I got ready. I just did like a quick little photo shoot for some kids yoga where we're actually sitting right now at Ahana. Um, and now I'm going to go shoot some guys um, in literally 30 minutes doing some running uh, for Lululemon to help promote for the Miami Marathon. And then I'll probably do a little more editing and the family will come back tonight. Like to me, like, oh, that was a pretty cool day. What a great day. What a great day. I'm a, like, a sunshine. Up, work on a project, run on the beach, photo shoot, <laughs> podcast, another photo shoot, a little more editing, then you get to welcome your family home. Yeah. 
I, I, I like that. Of your dreams. I think yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. And that's been the great thing about the personal training is, you know, we work these schedules. It's so like, okay, we'll train from six to noon. And then everyone kind of takes the afternoon off and they come back in at night. Sure. Well, instead of taking the afternoon off, I'll go shoot for three to four hours. That was my time to go photograph. Like, oh, you want to book me for a shoot? Like, cool. So we're working between uh, one and four. Right. And boom, right back to the gym at five o'clock and then editing at night or in the morning. So luckily I'm not training as much and I'm, I'm really, a lot of people, if they follow me on Instagram, they have no idea that I still do personal training. And I, I kind of have it designed that way a little bit. Sure. Um, but this is where I, my, this is where I want to be. Like I want to be freelance. I want to travel more. I just want to take pictures literally yeah. all day. Like last night, I didn't have anything planned for this morning. I was going to get on Instagram and I was like, you know what? For the holidays, like I'm feeling good. Like who wants to shoot in the morning? Like I'll give you an hour of my time. Let's go create something. And you threw and, it out there and for I, No, I didn't. I didn't because oh, I, about I was waiting. I didn't know what you wanted to do in the morning and I didn't want yeah. to be like, oh, uh, sorry, I got to bail on you because I'm going to go do a podcast because I really want to hang out with Wes instead. <laughs> well, I went. I got up and went for a run because I had to clear my mind. My dad and I are traveling down in this Winnebago, spending a little bit of time together. I had to clear my mind. It actually puts me in a much more relaxed space for this podcast. As we run this thing down, Matt, and um, – wind it your story around full circle when you think about legacy and you think about what it is that is massively important for your artwork you mentioned earlier in the very beginning of the podcast you wanted your artwork to resonate uh in your voice to resonate years after you're gone talk to us a little bit about what you foresee your legacy being let's see my legacy I'm hoping for the past 15 years that I've changed enough lives via like fitness and health that people have a good appreciation of their body. They can like a lot of it now is like, you know, they come to me like, I want to be able to run around with my kids. I want to like, and not hurt myself. And I'm like, wow, that's funny. That's my goal right now too. (laughs) (laughs) Things have changed drastically, like a 500 pound deadlift out the window. Like that just hurts thinking about, and I have pictures to document it. So I'm like, it's been done. I'm like, all right, we're moving on now. So like, as far as the last 15 years, I, I hope people can look back and, and say that like, I helped them live a healthier life, live a better, you know, maybe it was a better life because they could do the things they wanted to do physically, mentally. I remember one of my first long-term clients, actually just, he had went through a pretty rough battle with cancer not too long ago, but I've, I haven't trained him in a few years, but he had lost like, I don't know, 20 pounds. And all of a sudden, like his side hustle was turning into his main hustle. He's a government lawyer turned real estate guy. Real estate starts booming and he was doing really well. And he was like, I can attribute like my self-confidence. Like I feel better. I'm more positive. Like when I interact with people. So like, as far as that legacy, like the fitness side of things, like I'm hoping that I haven't, I haven't impacted a bunch of people like that. My artwork, I think we touched on a little bit, like it's, I don't know if it's my legacy or just creating legacies for other people, like being able to look back on those, on those photos, uh, whether it be the, the six pack abs or that amazing, that pose, that handstand or that skateboard trick, or, you know, the, like looking back on the hike and be like, I'm still friends with Della after 30 years. This yeah. is when we first met and first hung out. So capturing those, those moments, those connections, um, and just giving that to people like sure. that's that to me, like, would be great you know timeless imagery is always amazing i look at like stuff like ansel adams or these people that have created these you know i'm not doing a lot of landscapes so a lot of my stuff like oh you should do a gallery like i don't know if people really want other photos of people working out in their living room although i (laughs) i do have somebody that does have a photo of a a guy that i photographed running on the beach and he asked me if he could have it make a giant print 
in his living room. So he's got a giant print of a friend of mine running on the beach. It's beautiful black and white. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a nice, it's a great photo. And, but he framed it. And I was like, as long as a, my friend is okay with you printing that and having it in your room. Cause it used to, it was his trainer originally. Yeah. And I was like, and as long as it's not going into your bedroom and it'll be in your living room. Right. So that's like, those are our stipulations and it's, it's a beautiful piece and he framed it. It looks really nice. Right. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. But for a lot of stuff, like I'm not shooting the landscapes, the architecture that maybe there's some of that classic stuff that'll last a lifetime, but I'm, I'm hoping it's more, I'm giving back to the people that I photograph. Sure. Um, whether, you know, like I said, fitness, action, skateboard, whatever it is to look back and be like, man, that's awesome. Like I used to do that. Like yeah. your grandfather, like was a, was a bad dude. Like, look at this, like the, the ultimate brander, you know, and, the, and that was, that is why it's so important for me to get a, a podcast interview with you, Matt. I, I got a, a fair amount of time in the hike to have some one-on-one conversations with you. I got to know you pretty well and the, just, I'd like to consider myself a good judger of character. Um, and I liked, I liked the story. I liked your energy and then your craftsmanship. It all comes together in, in a way that you go so far outside of yourself to provide a service for the betterment of other people. And that's what creating space really is all about. So for the listeners, man, I just am so thankful that we could get together here at Ahana Yoga Studio, craft this awesome story together, kind of follow where you've gone and um you know what I'm, I'm really excited to see as miami continues to grow and evolve where your business your voice your eye is going to grow and evolve to to match it i've got some stuff up my sleeve yeah. <laughs> i love you know they're short you can you know it's in there um yeah man i appreciate you coming down and spending the time i, I was um yeah honored more than anything and um i'm glad we were able to squeeze this in thanks uh don b and ahana for letting us use their, their room and, the and Miami, a bunch of towels yeah. to stack up the mic so we can hold everything in place. Um, but yeah, just, you know, like that's, you want to get it done. Like whatever you just do you it, whatever it takes. Nah, whatever you can that's do. That's what you do. So I appreciate and, it. I'm grateful for you, Matt. Um, thank you. Where, where can the Creating Space tribe who's interested to connect with you, where can they find you? I mean, my biggest connector is Instagram, Matt underscore Roy. I have a website, mattroyphotography.com, um, Facebook, Matt Roy, it's it, I'm I'm super accessible, which is sometimes you know it's a great thing. I'm not going to say it's not because I'm you know I'll randomly now so I'm getting text messages from people like hey I follow you on Instagram. I'm like exactly. I gotta check like is my phone number linked to my Instagram because I don't think it, it shouldn't be, but it's like oh, I'm an aspiring model da, 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 da. and then it's like thanks Lynette. I'm like who's who are you like cool like well the coolest thing was we were sitting I was sitting in the. Uh, the coffee shop in Miami waiting to meet up with Matt and I get a buzz in, in my pocket on my phone. And as Matt is walking in, I'm receiving a text message from a friend who's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're about to do a podcast with Matt Roy. <laughs> so, and that was a friend in Charlotte. So what he's Matt. doing is extending far beyond Miami. It's exciting to, to get you in Matt. And but Matt Roy is just an average dude. Like this, <laughs> there's no, there's no legend. There's no, like just uh, Matt Roy, like it just like everybody else. Like, and that's what I want to be. I don't want to, like i'm cool with that like i don't want to be i don't like being put up on the pedestal i don't like you know what there's so many more people that are way more talented than i am like that's cool but like give me give me a little bit more time before we talk let like i don't want to be like i don't 
I don't want to say dead, but at this point, like, let's just be friends. Like, That's Hey, right. I'm Matt Roy. Like, yeah. you, you know, Wes, like, cool, man. Like, sure. let's just chill and hang out. Like, no one's on another level. And like, that's we're all right. just trying to be our best selves. There and, are no levels. That's we're it. all in our own lanes trying to do our best, uh, be our best selves and, and do our best work. And Hey, so grateful you come on to the show. Thank you so grateful much. Grateful for having me, man. Awesome. Appreciate it. It's a phenomenal story. Matt Roy is a product of his environment. He's a product of his hard work. He's a product of his intuition. He always followed his gut. He always trusted himself and it's led him to a prosperous place. I recommend you do the same thing. Now more than ever, it's important that we continue to go inside. We continue to look inside ourselves for the answers and we trust that when we ask the questions to the universe, that the collective consciousness will respond, that we will get the answers we're looking for and we can trust that those answers are ones that we can move forward with with confidence. So today, no matter what you're doing, sit back, relax, ask the question and wait for the answers. Some of the best decisions that I've made in my life and in my business is not when I tried to force the answer, but when I waited for the answer to really reveal itself And when I knew without a shadow of a doubt that it just felt right. And I think Matt's story is a 100% advocate of that ideology. Guys, have a great rest of your day. If you get a chance, get on over to Instagram. Your word of mouth, your feedback, your reviews, especially those five-star reviews. I see every single one of those and I'm really, really thankful. If you could leave a five-star review... On iTunes, that would mean the world to me. I really, really would appreciate it. Don't forget that the team, the Creating Space team, Duncan Littlefield, the photographer, and Joseph Beckham, Jay Bex, the videographer, and I will be down to Miami this weekend at the Wynwood Yard. We'll be taking over their social media for a bit of a social media takeover for the weekend, teaching them how to tell digital stories, teaching them how to bridge the gap from the offline space to the online space. So essentially what we're doing is allowing and illuminating that environment that already exists in the offline space at the Wynwood Yard. We're teaching them how to use Instagram Story and Instagram Live to tell exactly what's going on in the offline space to the online community. So check us out there. You can follow at Wynwood Yard. W-Y-N-W-O-O-D, Yard. Go check them out. Go give them a follow. You'll see Duncan, J-Bex, and myself taking over their Instagram throughout the week. Guys, have a great rest of your week. Um, I'll send you some great vibes from Miami. I hope you guys send one right back to us in return. Love every single one of you. Make sure you have the best week possible.